0: He's coming up here, that's all. The Apaches just took this way to stop it. Forget the Tucson machine. Forget everything. Just get out of here and don't have anything to do with Carn. I'd rather see the judge first. You won't leave? I don't think so. There are other ways of stopping you besides asking you. Vickers's big Henry lifted slightly till its bore covered the belt buckle of Navajo silver glittering against Papago's belly. Go ahead, he said, if you want to. I don't have to, said Papago, and his gaze shifted over Vickers' shoulder. All right, come Bobby, you can take his Henry. No, come Bobby," said someone else from behind Vickers. You leave his Henry right where it is. Vickers stood tense till he heard the movement behind him, then shifted so he could see without taking his gun off Papago. There was no rear door to this old miner's shack, but the roof above the room had caved in, pulling part of the log wall in with it. Kumbabi must have slipped through the opening while Papago and Vickers were talking. Kumbabi crouched there now, surprise in the tension of his body, if not in the dark enigma of his hooked nosed face. There was something frustrated about the way he gripped the big dragoon cap and ball in both dirty hands. The man above come Bobby, on what was left of the decaying log wall, had pulled the tails of his pinstriped cutaway up about his lean shanks in order to get there, and a hairy old beaver hat sat like a stovepipe on his head. "'Kern,' said Vickers, "'looks like we have a potful tonight." "'Getting right spry, my old age,' grunted Judge Kern, lowering himself gingerly from the wall with the four-barrelled pepper-box still very evident in one slender hand." he waved the ugly little gun at Kumbabi. Put away your smoke box and get on inside. Kumbabi moved like a snake without apparent effort or sound. He shoved the dragoon back in its tattered black holster and got to his feet and moved around Vickers sullenly till he stood near Papago. Sorry to be late, Vickers, said Kern. Guess it's just as well, though. I saw this here Indian sneaking in through that hole at the back and decided I'd better see what the arrangements were. He just sat there listening to you talk, so I thought I might as well hear a little of the confabulation, too. Oddly enough, Papaga was right about this not being the Tucson machine. I'll admit it fits in with their aims rather fortuitously, but I've had an investigator in Tucson a long time now, and I'd take his word on it. He says no. I know, Vickers, I know. I've hounded you and hunted you and driven you like an animal this last month, and you don't owe me anything, but you know how close I was to Edgar James.' he was like my own son. You couldn't blame a person for wanting the man caught who murdered his own son. You don't know what it took for me to contact you like this and come to you, but you're my last hope. You're the only man with enough friends among the Indians around here to do any good. I'm not asking you to do this from the goodness of your heart, Vickers. I'll promise you amnesty if you get my daughter back.' Vickers turned his lean, mordant face down a moment. "'Mogion, kid?' he said finally. ''I don't know who took her,'' said Kern, desperation leaking into his voice. ''I thought you'd know.'' ''I don't,'' said Vickers. ''I don't even know who the Mogion kid is. Nobody does, I guess, any more than they know who bosses the Tucson machine.'' Kern grasped his arm. ''You will help me, Vickers?'' ''No,'' said Papago, and Vickers whirled toward him, realizing how engrossed they had become in talking. ''Vickers won't help you or anybody.'' Saying that gave Papago the chance to take his jump, knocking aside Vickers's Henry before he could bring it into line, pulling his own Remington at the same time. Instead of fighting to get the Henry back on Papago, Vickers let it go and threw himself bodily at the man. They met with a fleshy thud, Vickers clutching desperately to turn Papago's gun down as the half-breed cleared leather with it. Behind him, Vickers heard Kern grunt and thought, come Bobby, and then the Remington exploded, jarring Vickers' hand up, the slug hitting earth near enough to Vickers to numb his foot from the impact. Fighting to stay erect, still holding Papago's gun hand with one fist, he caught the half-breed by the belt with his other, swinging the man around. Kumbabi must have pistol-whipped Kern, for he was just straightening above the judge and his gun was rising toward Vickers. Swung off balance, Papago smashed into Kumbabi that way. He grunted, and the whole shack rocked as Kumbabi was knocked back against the wall. Kumbabi reeled groggily away from the wall, trying to line up his dragoon again. Papago staggered back into him. They both crashed into the wall and fell to the floor in a tangle of legs and arms. Pichuquate, shouted Kumbabi, and his hoarse voice was drowned by the rocking shudder of the building, and then a louder noise.